calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back, explorers, to the lucky die. Previously, balance is running on empty. Ral attempts to melt the sword from the stone, Scorch is disarming, as Ultana saves her boys. Within the city of Draineth proper, the group find a young Asma holding a staff, while the residents of the city appear frozen. Under the threat of the breathers, the group decide flight on their fight-or-flight reactions. Will Squash survive long enough to see his cure? Is the relic even still here? And can Ral avoid the fate he foresaw? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. Last we left it, Squash's head was about to get eaten by a breather. Squash, what do you do? Throw a dagger in his face. All right, throw a dagger in his face. That seems what? reasonable. Um, uh, I am alone facing Actually, it down. Fuck you. Roll initiative. <laughs> okay. I don't have a lot of keyboards. <laughs> I don't have a lot of side points. We're all running on empty, dude. Oh, it's like I designed it this way. <laughs> All right, but on top of the initiative is Squash with a, how much? 22. 22. Uh, yeah, uh, I am assuming that Squash, I was trying to say it earlier, I don't remember what happened if I managed to finish saying it, but he had had his dagger and his crossbow out uh, when he was running through a city. You did not say that, but I will take it as given. <sighs> Thank you. 
Uh, yeah, he's gonna throw the dagger he has in his hand at its face. Uh, okay. Make an attack roll. That's a 22 to hit. Um, as it kind of like opens its mouth to like basically enclose your entire head, you throw this dagger straight into the back of its throat and you just hear it kind of like gagging and choking as it kind of like reels off as it kind of begins to spit up this, uh, this dagger. What do you guys want to do? Well, Squash is doing that but squee like push back thing. Uh, okay. I heard calls for running away. Is this what you guys are going to do? We're being chased by more of them, yes. Correct. So yeah. Um some of these like figures around you are frozen. Some of them are beginning to move. There's a lot of them. Grabbing squash and running. Like just pick them up, run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As long as this one's occupied on choking, I don't need to do anything. I will focus on getting everyone. I love this so much. This. Um, okay, I'm gonna say that. Uh, I'm gonna say balance. Are you just gonna like literally pick up squash and run with him like a child? No, I'm doing that thing where like I grab him by the back of the shirt, pick him up, get him on his feet, and then run. Okay, so you're gonna get him off to a running start. I love it. Okay, I'm gonna say that's your go for this round. Ral, what are you doing? Um, currently this thing is reeling away you've seen balance pick up squash um, and they're now running are you just running are you keeping an eye out are you trying to throw a thing Uh, what are you doing I'll stay in the back behind everyone since I'm also faster than everyone and can catch up Okay. and I will keep an eye on them behind us okay I'll get you to roll a perception then Um, Zoltana what are you doing running with my sword out like a dangerous child Okay. <laughs> As in, are you are you in the middle of this group? Are you trying to get ahead of these two? No, I'll, I'll be. I'll be in the middle. I don't. Okay. Good to know. All right. I don't want to get ahead. I'm too. I'm I'm small and slow and 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 buff. Karuna. I do have a Karuna. <gasps> Can I? Ri- Karuna. I'm gonna ride my Karuna with my wielding my sword like an ancient warrior goddess. If you want to be an ancient warrior goddess riding, uh, do you not want to be in the front? Because that would be epic. Oh, yeah. If I'm riding Karuna, I'm 100% in the front. I will cut down our enemies from on top of my doggy. Okay. Awesome. I love it. Um, All right. Make your perception then. Please, please, Ra. Okay. 11. You notice that as as this group are beginning to run forward and you see Zoltana like at the front, um, who holds the torch? Is it Squash or is it Ra? Raul has it. Raul has it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Raul, as you're running with this torch, um, you can see that there are creatures coming in from the left and the right as you begin to like see this pathway that your companions are waiting. Squash occasionally yelling out the rough direction of where it is that you're going. You still can't see this tree that he was talking about earlier. Um, but you see a lot of these creatures veering in on uh, on your group. Um you're either going to have to pick up the pace or you're going to have to do something drastic to stop them. And you, whether you want to convey this to the rest of your group or not is entirely up to you. Go to the back of the top of the initiative order. It's Squash. Uh, Squash is going to uh, try to make sure that he's maneuvering them the correct way because he still remembers the that the breathers couldn't enter Savras' little garden. And he's Okay, a- I'll need you to make a survival check then so we can get a better direction of where you're going. I rolled with bonuses 29. Jesus Christ. As you begin running forward, you think you, as you're kind of like running around, it's it's much limited light than it was before, but you see something you vaguely recognize. Ah, 
that's where you fell over before. You see this kind of like depression in, in like the dirt and the sand. You can see your footprints running away. You see this as you approach and you get your group to turn into this like major thoroughfare. And as you look down towards where you know, yep, it's there. You can see this and all of you will see this, a slight depression um, in, in the ground itself. Everything seems to be leading to this central place. You can see... Um, yeah, I'm going to say you're probably close enough and it's a big freaking structure. You can see that there are three trees. Two of them um, are dead. They are dead, dead. Uh, there are no leaves or anything on them. You can see that there is a tree which is very much alive. You can see all the uh, all the leaves and it's a very big, very tall tree. You can also see um, that on the ground there appears to be like a mushy layer. This is very different from when you were here last and there's no floating guy. Um, you've got your guys back on the right track. Raoul, what are you up to? Oh, goodness. So I have to slow them down behind me. Let's say yes. Yes. Okay. There is a lot of them. Um, you can see this. Whether you want to shout out to your group to get them to help you is entirely up to you. But this is what you are aware of. Um, they're going to know what... I, I haven't used my breath weapon today. So I, that's I opted to use it in the water and everyone was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like you would just like disperse your acid and everyone would get hit. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so I'm going to turn around. Everyone just hears a roar as Raul turns around and aims his breath weapon kind of at the ground at a point where all of them are going to have to run through it. And hopefully it's going to slow enough of them down as they approach it that the ones behind them are going to kind of like hit them. And it's, yeah, it's going to create a, a short there. I mean, they're probably just going to get over it, but it'll hopefully create are an obstacle. stopping to do this or are you trying to do this on the run? I'm uh, on the run the best that I can. I have a fa I have a movement speed of 45, so I can stop just briefly to uh, do it. We'll say that he stops and turns around, does that, and then turns back around and a little burst of speed to catch up to everybody. Okay. Uh, there will be consequences to this, so go yeah. ahead. Roll your damage. Okay. Uh, 14 on a, well, that's if they touch it. It's usually a deck safe, but I'm aiming it at the ground to make an obstacle. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fine, yeah. As you stop and turn around, you become aware that there's a good... Jesus Christ, Dice. Um, you become aware that there is a good, like, half dozen of these things. All of which fucking fail. Nobody got higher than a five. <laughs> fucking Dice. Um... And you see all of them just like cream into your acid. Some of them begin to slip and you hear them just kind of like as they kind of like have taken damage and begin to slip. You can see some of their skin like beginning to uh, like dissolve a little bit and you kind of like get that. Mm, yeah, that's nice. Um, and then you turn around and begin running again. You begin to hear the sounds of some of these other breathers like just like bashing into each other and falling over and making the thing like if it wasn't such a dire circumstance, comical as they begin to fall over one another. <laughs> However, yes. it is now. There you go. As you stop, you breathe mm -hmm. your weapon and you begin to chase after everyone else. You become aware that two of them are coming out from the side passages. You hear them respond to something that they heard and they both jump and attack at you. Mm -hmm. For 18 versus your armor class. That'll do it. Uh, for six damage six okay. slashing damage as it kind of claws at your back the one on the other side um, attempts to jump and grapple you so we're going to do an opposed check okay uh, the sufferer of a grapple check can choose to use athletics or acrobatics to get out of it yeah pretty much yeah I'm acrobatic seeing that okay 21 acrobatics 
also got a 21. Oh. <laughs> I believe the event it's height goes to the attacker. Yep. Same as armor class. Yeah. So as you turn around, you spit and you run away, you get slashed and that momentary like dodge out the way from taking further damage, you basically go straight into the arms of this other creature, which essentially just holds and pins you down in place and you both begin a very heated struggle. Um, the rest of you, who's next? It's balances go. You become aware of the sound of these creatures screaming out in pain. You hear one of them lunge towards uh, Ral. And if you look back, you can definitely hear and see that he's taken. he's been taken down. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> that bad. Oh, yeah. The torch has uh, fallen to the ground. Squash, you mm. can't see much further than you could before. Uh, okay, this is going to cost... Uh, fuck it. Why not? Um, I am going to use Command to Strike on Rawl. Okay. And uh, I'm basically just going to turn around and see Rawl and be like, Rawl, catch up! What are you doing? <laughs> and that is... <laughs> I think it might be obvious, but the thing trying to eat his face. <laughs> uh, so I'm spending three side points and Rawl can use his reaction to beat the living fuck out of this thing. Go for it. Okay. Um, I will... I can only... Okay, so it's one punch, basically. Uh, attack get, action, yes. so for you it's two. It's two, yeah. Okay. You can. Or we can say flavor text that you can attack twice and we'll just call it nutting if, it or shoving it in the ribs, whatever if, you want to do. If you stunning strike it, you might be able to break free. Yeah, that's, that's what I was... Uh, do you have advantage still? Uh, uh, do you have an inspiration still? Uh, I do, but you know I hold on to those, like... You know, no. uh, 22 to hit for 10 damage on that. And that will be the stunning strike, which is a what? I have one key point left after that. Um, he needs to make a DC 14 constitution saving throw. It fails. Just. Yes. <sighs> okay. I'm going to say that Rob picks up his uh, leg and kicks it backwards and shatters the bone in. Uh, the thing behind it, grappling him's leg. Yes, those were words. They were sure. words. We go back to a very old tried and true method of Raoul breaking a leg bone <laughs> in something that didn't have, have done that bones. before. But that's the point, yeah. <laughs> Break the leg bone of a spider because they don't have bones. And then you can still hit it one more time with advantage this time. And then I have another can, thing I'm going to yes. do. Okay. 22 to hit for five damage. Uh, yeah, basically, you you let's just say you guys hear a resounding crack followed by a, a slightly smaller crack as you give it a green fracture this time. Um, the creature lets go of you and is just like for a momentary, just like stunned looking at the pain in its leg. Um, you feel it kind of like it's uh, like saliva just like drip onto the back of your neck as this is like, Argh. all right, balance. What else are you doing? And then I'm going to use uh, as a bonus action coordinated movement. Yay. Which does what? Two side points, and I can choose up to five allies, and uh, those allies can use the reaction to move up to half their speed. I believe he already used his reaction. Yes, but I am having everybody else running further away because I know Ral can catch up. Okay, fine. Um, in that case, I'm going to say when it comes... Yes, okay, fine. Uh, you guys are very, very much closer on the on your next goes. You'll be able to enter this kind of like depression area that has like a weird mushy layer to it. Um, you can't really see very much because the torch is left behind. Those of you dot vision, you can see that there appear to be like 
kind of semi-translucent rocks amongst this mushy layer. Unfortunately, Squash can't see that because it's not quite enough light. Okay, you guys are somewhat closer and that will save you a round of being chased by these things. Good good call. Sultana. Yes. I'm ready. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to attack the thing that's nearest to me. I'm going to charge my... My There's nothing near us. Oh. We're running the away. The nearest thing is on Ral. Right. Unless you wanted to have used your movement to go back and help him. Uh, I'm good now, though. Yeah. I'm good now, Fuck though. yeah. Okay. All right. So that burst of movement, you, you hear Balance like, quick, quick, go towards the place. And you're just like, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> I want to help my Ral. He's my boy. I just oh. did. <laughs> Okay, well, Ra- fuck Ra's you. Good, no, you've you've made your way over to Ral with your increased speed. Um, so you still have all of your like normal movement, your normal like attack actions, your bonuses, mm-hmm. your, your action. You have everything. No, not your action. You basically still have just everything. What do you want to do? Uh, Ral is kind of on the ground. The thing that basically jumped on him has like a broken leg and is like reeling backwards. The other thing that's kind of very very close to him um, is kind of like still looking like it's about to attack. What do you want to do? Right. Well, I'm gonna finish off the things. I'm using Cal the Truly Great Greatsword. On okay, which the guy, one are you attacking? The, the one that's not injured. I'm going to I'm gonna swing at from the top of my trusty steed. Okay. Um, so that's a 20 to hit and 11 to hit. The 11 misses, uh, the 20 hits. Uh, you Ooh. give it a good, good slash. And uh, you, know and you what get I'm it like doing? straight across the chest. You're going to smite it? I'm going to do the smitey smite. Okay. It's not the smitey smite unless you do the thing. I know. Sorry. <clears throat> Bring down the holy thunder. Thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> At least you remember what it's called now. <laughs> that's literally only because I, na- I renamed it that in my Yeah. On my yeah. Feet. All right. Oh, wait, it's only 1d8, right? Because I'm doing a first level and they're not undead. 2d8, I believe, at level 1. And it's an extra if it's undead, but it's not undead. It's just a dick. 13. Um, Yeah, you for a grand total of 21 damage this round, um, you slash down hard across its chest and you kind of see this eruption of light across its kind of the wound as as Cal um, channels all of her tears, anger and annoyance. Um, and you see the two creatures kind of like flinch um, and all of the creatures that are behind it flinch a little bit as if they don't like the light. Um, and that's where you're at. What do you do now? You still have your movement and I believe your bonus. With my movement, I don't want to get off my wolf, but I want to help Rawl up. I'm, you could I'm good. offer him your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I will. You can, I'll I, I tell you what, Rawl, the option is there. If you, because you're next in the initiative, and no, you're not. Squash is. Fuck it. Squash is so close to being at the exit anyway. Um, if you want, you can forego these rounds um, and you can take her hand to get on the back of Karuna and you guys can race away on her. Mm-hmm. But you both will take an attack of opportunity. But one. This is an option you have. I'll allow you two to fuck about with your movements and, and travels and shit because it's a way more cool cinematic moment than fuck the rules. I care about you. Let me help you. Okay, I guess. <laughs> no, that was that was Casey, but also Zoltan. Hold on, let me redo that in Zoltan's voice. <clears throat> Ral, you fuckhead! I care about you. Let me help you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. You reach down. You tell Ral that you want to help him because he's your 
friend. Um, and Rao, you put your arm up. And between you, you get him on to Karuna and you both race off after the other two. Uh, the torch is left behind because I'm going to say that we're dicking about with stuff. That's my payoff. Um, but you are both going to get a hit with an attack of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is at disadvantage because he's laying on the floor and has a broken leg. One of them is actually stunned, right? So doesn't even get to do anything. Yeah. Oh, he does not. You are correct. So I would just use the one that I didn't roll disadvantage on. Um, <laughs> good call. Thank you. Uh, so that's an 18 versus Ral. Sorry. Yes, that hits. Okay. That would hit me as well, actually. Would it? Oh, okay. Well, it just hits Ral because he's our favorite punching bag. Um, and that's for six more slashing damage. Okay. As the one that just got smote, uh, it was really having none of this and continues to claw. And he did get like a really long slash almost down the entire length of your tail. Um, but you two do manage to book it and you chase it off after the other two. Um, just as you guys are hitting the edge of this kind of like bizarre dip down session where these three trees are. Um, I'm going to say for the sake of Fiat, you guys cross over and you are in this kind of mushy tree area. Um, now that you're here, the two of you without dark vision, I'm afraid you can't see anything more than that there is kind of like a squishy layer beneath your feet, that there appears to be some sort of rocks here and there, and you can see that two trees are dead and one of them is alive. Um, for those of you who can see, these are crystalline rocks. They are kind of like purplish hue color. The ground itself is a bizarre mushy kind of like mixture between grass and plants. Um, and as you look around, it's kind of, you begin to realize that this kind of mush is more like a sap, um, as if from a plant or a tree. Um, you can see that it's reddish in color and occasionally you can see some blue petals, um, but they are definitely dead and or dying. You can see that the tree is very lush. Um, that's all you can see with your dark vision at current. Um, as you guys kind of like rush into this area, uh, you can see that the breathers are beginning to surround this area that you're in, but they don't seem to be able to step into this kind of like sacred ground. What you guys want to do? Yeah, that's right, hissy dudes. You stay the fuck away. Balance face palms. <laughs> Yourselves. <laughs> Double face palm. <laughs> Uh, Squaz is on all fours and he just has his hands on the ground and he's just trying to catch his breath. I'm going to use up my last spell slot and give a heal to Rawl. Oh, Because he's my friend, goddammit. <laughs> um, you definitely do that. Uh <laughs> Um, Squash, as you're on the ground, uh, like um, dealing with whatever is beneath your feet, you remember this kind of being like a slightly grassy area. It no longer feels like this. Um, you begin to be aware there's definitely like plant debris on the grounds, and what you're kind of like holding onto, it's very sticky. It's very much like a, a sap from a plant or a tree. That's a 10. That's a 10 hit points regained. BT dubs. Excellent. That, uh, that wonderful, like, like long slashes that were down your tail you see it from the very end of it just like this light running along it almost uh, healing the wound as it's as it's going up towards the very end of it and for flavor i want to say that she that the way that she does it since it's you know she has to touch to do it is that uh she gently lays her hands on the wound on his tail oh heavy cool yes dear uh so like we're in this planty, sappy area, and these snake things are, like, bordering it? Correct. 
All right, how far away are they? Like, is it like a there is a literal like line where the sap is, and they will not go any further? There, there is literal, almost literally like a circle. Let's say it's like forty feet in diameter. I don't think I ever specified before how big it was. Nope. Um, okay. So we'll go like forty. Let's just say we'll go forty feet in radius. It's, it's quite good. There are three big fucking trees in here. Um, so yeah, we'll go with that. Um, I'm gonna ba- balance reaches into his bag and pulls out the question mark poison. That, uh, from way back in the old temple. Oh, yeah, good, cool. Yes. Damn, I need to go to my archives. Carry on. <laughs> um, and he wants to, because he, he has an idea that he wants he wants to do something just for future sake, because he's a nerd. Okay. Um, he's yeah. going to, like, cast out this question mark poison and, like, just, like, dash it in the air at one of the nearby snake things because he wants to use the vial for something. Are you emptying the vial? Yeah, he's, like, splashing the vial out at the snake things. Okay. Because he wants to use the empty vial and get some of this sappy liquid stuff because maybe Kythea might find it interesting. Okay. Um, I'm looking at my notes. Um, okay. This uh, honestly could have been uh, different. Um, can anyone reach their dice from where they're sitting? Yes. Yes. Grab all of your D8s. Oh, no. Uh-oh. As I said, this was a volatile potion. Yep. That may or may not work. Okay. If you can reach your D8s, all of the D8s that you can reach, you I can roll. Two. Okay. <laughs> How I many? Will roll all my D8s too. How many D8s do I need? However Is it about to explode on me? However many you can physically reach when you are currently sitting. That's going to be a lot. Because this is volatile to me too. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. This is going to be bad. But I thought I was you can't get out of smart. your chair. You can move it a little bit, but you can't get out of your chair. <laughs> this is going to be bad, guys. Hold uh, Uh-oh. All right, all hold my, on. All my dice are in my purse right now. Four. I, I love you so much right now. I kept a dice in my purse too. Wallet. Five. <laughs> guys, I'm so sorry. I think I, I just keep you I, oh boy! That's you could reach if I literally all the D8s you can reach. This is why I find it hilarious you're using it here. Um. One, two, three, four, five, five. All right, so I have ten in total. Excellent. I um, have I none. have two within reach, but I could scroosh over there, but I'm not going to because that means I have to go too far and have to take my headphones off. Balance kills everyone. The end. If yep. it helps, I have none D8s on me right now. Mm, I'm sorry. With left yeah, it would have been funny if nobody could reach their dice apart from me. So <laughs> this is volatile to me too. Um, cool. All right, I'm going to roll my two. Oh, I'm, okay. So roll all of them. All oh. right, roll all of them. My Uh-oh. 13. Uh, next. I rolled two and I got 16. So I'm 29. <laughs> I'm still collecting. I probably have like 20. <laughs> all the ones you can reach. <laughs> I could reach my whole dice back. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have like a pound of... Jesus fuck. (laughs) Bye, guys. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. I'm sorry. I have a pound of dice, too, but I didn't keep it within reach. 54. Uh, 29 plus 54 is 83. Are you telling me that we're about to all die? Because that is absolutely double my HP. You're about to find out. Oh, God. All right. Let me start rolling up a new character. Oh, it's cute you think that death is going to be the end of his story. (laughs) It's cute that you think death is going to free you from my suffering. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I will make you suffer worse. (laughs) Do you guys want me to stop looking now? No. 
Yes. No. <laughs> Stop. No. You could Neil? just lie to us, you know. Cease. Oh my god, Neil, that sounds like it's way too many. Neil, cease. Holy fuck. Oh my fucking god. They're not all D8s, are they? No, I'm finding the D8s out of it. Oh boy. Listeners, I apologize for this. You know what? I think that is all of them. I am going to stand up to get my tray. Um, <laughs> That's fine. I'll allow that. <laughs> that is four. Six, seven, I thought I was being seven, smart. Eight. I thought this was going to be cool. This is going to be bad. We're going to die. I have 13 within arm's reach. Perfect. Roll them all and then give me the total number. Anyway, guys, okay. when we die, uh, I call making a rogue. 59. <laughs> 142. Okay. Bye, guys. With 142 damage, you take out... I need a calculator. <laughs> Did I just, like, napalm okay. these guys? Basically, you kind of throw this poison out in an arc, and you see the poison very cleanly as they touch the creature, continuing along their, their their path of travel, just cut clean holes through some of these creatures. Some of them don't even have time to scream as you get some of them square in the face, some of them in the throat, some of them in the legs and the chest. And you see approximately 14 of them hit the deck. Um, that significantly clears a big portion of these creatures. Make an intimidation check for me with advantage. Oh my God, okay. you just did such a good thing. I'm glad you didn't fall and like break that pile on yourself. <laughs> uh, okay, I get a plus two from. Also, I can't see any of that. Being a later as well. Yes, you can uh, see this. Oh, okay. Amazing. That's a ten intimidation. Balance is not intimidating. <laughs> any of the other charisma rolls, I would have been fine. You have an advantage. You have inspiration. You have two of them, dude. Yeah, but like you literally have two of them. Can I help All him right, be intimidating? Fine. Because that is he already good at. He already had advantage um, for one of his funky things that he has. How am I doing this with the intim- with, with this whole? You just ro- re-roll once more. Once more. <laughs> now it's a twelve. Uh, your All re-roll right, should give... have been with advantage. No. No. Because it's inspiration. It's just re-roll one dice. Really? That's how I'm playing it. All right. I'm not going to argue because I just destroyed 14 creatures. <laughs> well, Can I try something? If I can see this? Yeah, go on then. Fuck my rolls. Go for it. If you guys want to help him out, I'll, I'll start stacking bonuses onto him. How about that? Well, seeing as how... So are you trying to intimidate them in some way? With this? No, You're this like literally was not my intention at all. <laughs> Basically, he's just throwing this acid okay. out so he can get a vial of this, like uh, an empty vial to put this, um, I believe the sap in, right? I'm trying to be romantically okay. inclined and happen to win at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, and he throws this out. And basically, it's not by the act of like he's being intimidating. The fact that thing he has just done has wiped out fourteen of them. The act itself is quite intimidating. So, if you want to make that aura, I'm gonna more make, potent. Go for it. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna essentially use this opportunity to <laughs> make a bluff and intimidation of sorts, and pull out my healing vial and like 
uncork it and threaten to do the same thing again, go through the motion, but not do it. Just kind of threaten to get I them will, to back off. I will let you roll either because that's just too funny. Go for it. You better look out. Um, yeah, I'll do if, it. You, if you do well, then I'll add like a plus four to his roll. Okay. Look out, I have a push. 22. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> so that makes your intimidation a 16. Is anyone else piling on this? Let's intimidate all these breather. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a hand. Are you kidding me? It. Yeah. I'm picking go, my go. nails with my fucking sword like a boss. Because I, I would find that intimidating. If someone just got murdered, then you just saw someone like literally cleaning their nails with a giant fucking sword. I'd be like, oh, okay, they don't fuck with anything. So that's, All right, roll it. If thought. you do well, I'll give them a plus four. Or they feel really confident at Russian roulette. Yep. <laughs> Luckily, that was a fourteen, so not 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 the best I could do, but uh, not the best you can do. But I'll, I'll say that's a good plus two. So you're on an eighteen. Squash, are you in any way helping this? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> Squash is like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Squash himself is being intimidated by these intimidation checks. <laughs> It's up to you. You can you can be intimidated. Uh, actually, Squash is uh, li- like I said earlier. He's on his like hands and feet. He's just feeling the grass and just. I noticed. I don't know what just happened. That's amazing. I just um, hear screaming. I think you hear you hear the, like the occasional scream and the whimper, and you guys become aware that as you do these things to look more intimidating, you like the the um like Zoltana and and Rao just like jump on the moment of like of covering like uh, balance is like what the fuck did I just do moment of like yeah fuck off um, and you just see these creatures on mass pick up their dead and they're dying and just disappear off into the darkness you are fairly free of breathers balance looks Good at the vial in his job. hand and then looks out at the now disappearing creatures look back at the vial back <laughs> at the creatures back at the vial and just like I kind of wish I had led with that <laughs> This is not when I thought this vial would be used, but I'm glad it is. <laughs> Carry on. Everybody else saw that, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm glad that vial didn't break. What the fuck? I don't know. I still have the other one. I'm going to save the other one for a rainy day, I think. <laughs> I think uh, you should definitely save that. I'm going to get... I'm going... You know what? Balance is going to, like, reach into his backpack, take out, like, his set of, like, his spare set of just regular clothes, and very <laughs> gingerly wrap it around the other potion. Yep, you do Just that. several times wrap it around. Just very really, careful. Really, really glad the cork didn't react to the water, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you just slowly watch a potion float up in the water. The cork just sort of shrink a little bit and come out of place, and then you're dead. Uh, no, Boom! Yeah, you 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 know you you cover this up and you you can place it back into your bag. Um, you guys find yourselves in this like a forty foot radius uh, circle. There are three trees, two dead, one alive, and there's a weird mushy thing on the ground along with a bunch of like crystalline pieces. Balance gets a sample of the sappy stuff from the ground and puts it in the empty vial. Take a take an investigation for me. Sure. Uh, actually. No, just perception, because you're not investigating anything per se. Ow. Perception. Perception. Nope, that's a seven. Cool. It's some weird sticky sap stuff. Yep. It's uh, kind of red in color. 
I put it in the vial. Cool beans. Can we see? Uh, you and me. You can't see a lot. No. Oh. Uh, Squash gets up and he's kind of walking with his hands in front of himself, looking for one of the trees. He's kind of lost in thought right now. Uh, are you walking towards a particular tree? Uh, just looking for any of the trees. I, of course, can't tell if they're alive or dead because of my lack of vision. You can tell which ones are alive. Sorry, which one is alive because it's covered. It has leaves on it, and the other ones are very bare. Okay, okay. Dead. Okay, then, then he's walking towards where Savras used to be. Okay, um, balance will follow him. Savras was pretty much in the center of this, um, floating there as like six times the height of a normal human sort of thing, hmm. floating in the center of this area. He's clearly not here anymore. Um, but you do notice as you get closer to uh, the center and when you do in fact stand in the center, these crystalline shards seem to be a lot more. You can't feel the mushy layer underneath because there's so much crystalline debris. Uh, Squash just kind of mumbles like, Severus? Anybody? No response. The, the fruit, is it here? Madeline, can you see the fruit? It's a flower. I can certainly look around. I mean, if there's anything growing, I imagine it's going to be on the only tree that still looks alive. Uh, stay clear of it. The trees, they defend themselves. Can I try to light a torch? Uh, take a survival check. They are still damp. Natural 20, 23. <laughs> it's the fucking easiest check in the world. You're like, so what if it's damp? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Beamer light shit before, like you just like snap. No, you, yeah, you managed to light a torch. Uh, you guys can see fairly well now. Um, on the ground, you uh, can clearly see um, uh, the the two of you who couldn't see previously. You can clearly see that the ground is like a kind of mushy layer of this kind of plant, um, plant which would have at one point had blue petals. There is a lot of sap on the ground where you can see that the veins of this uh, plant has been broken and snapped, mostly caused by the falling debris of this crystalline creature. I'm going to look for the flower that Kythea sent us after, first of all. Yep. Uh, okay. I need you to make a survival check. This isn't easy because you can see the plant that she's after. It's blue with red stems, but all of them here are broken and destroyed by the fallen crystalline pieces. You are looking for a needle in a haystack of one which hasn't been destroyed. Yeah, Squash is freaking out when he no realizes how much of it has been destroyed compared to his vision, which there was a bunch of them, if I remember correctly. Rawl is walking around going, blue flower, red thorns, blue flower, red thorns. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and because the sickness is something like close to raw and he really wants like this to happen, I'm going to use my inspiration on it. Okay. And survival 19. You look around and you look around in the extent of this ground. There is a lot of sap, but you can't find a whole flower here. Sorry, the DC is pretty high. I can't find anything. Sabra said it was it's supposed to we came all this way Squash just throws himself to the ground and starts like pulling up the crystalline pieces looking for a piece of fruit himself flower sorry sorry my brain is the fruit sorry uh, a flower you can take either an investigation or a survival check I'm good at both uh, this is a particularly hard check. I'm sorry. Not sorry. 
gonna go with survival since Squash is okay at that. Oh my gosh, I rolled a 15. Um, as you are frantically basically pulling up pieces of these crystalline uh, pieces which are on the ground, you begin to like, move the pieces, uh, but you're more kind of like every everything you pick up and turn over it's just more dead and broken flowers you just become covered up to your up to your elbows almost up to your shoulders at some point every part of you is now covered in sap but you just can't find a whole flower uh squash in between like heaving breaths goes like this place used to be beautiful this was supposed to be it where is it no what happened don't know savage used to be here he, he told me we'd be heroes. <laughs> we're supposed to help. Why is nothing here? Balance wants to go to the nearby uh, dead trees. Okay. Uh, you come to a dead tree. Um, it has been dead for a very long time. There are no leaves. There isn't any evidence that you know of of the falling leaves that have died around here. Um, you look. As you make your way over there and you look at this dead tree, you look around it, you investigate it, you try and see if there's anything about it in particular. You feel Marnak kind of stirring and he says to you, something of mine was here. I can feel its remains. It was here. Balance pauses, thinks for a second, and then turns back around and looks at Swash. Squash. What? Did you find it? No. When you were here last, you were looking for something. What was it? It was a chalice, uh, a, a cup or something. Uh, Dejan wanted it. Did he take it from you or do you still have it somewhere? He looks at you kind of confused. Dejan took it from me and then fed me to the breathers. Son of a bitch! And you see Balance actually punch the dead tree. The tree doesn't resist. Uh, you feel as you punch this tree, you also feel Marnik's energy just flow down your arm and you hear a crack in the bark. <sighs> he too is pissed. Balance is going to say almost unintentionally out loud, but more directed towards Marnak. You think the, this is no coincidence, as I do, don't you? Dachin has been in... has been in our stories more often than coincidence should allow. I think we're missing pieces of the puzzle, and I think he's holding them. I agree. Once we return this, we need to find the other items. We may find more luck finding him. Indeed, it seems that he's holding one of the pieces. Balance pauses, realizes he was talking out loud, and then looks at the others and kind of grimaces. Sorry. Um, it seems that Dachin has become one of our primary targets now. That chalice that you seem to have found, Squash, is uh, one of the pieces that we're trying to find. Dachin took it years ago. Decades ago. Well, he's the only one I can think of that would know where it be would be. Something of that power I don't think he would willingly give up. 
Well, if there's nothing here for me, then I can at least help you. The the last living tree, it probably holds the last artifact of Severus. We can probably remove that from this city and unfreeze the boy. And then we can go home. Before that, let me have my luck. See if I can help you at least. There's nothing here. These crystals destroyed them all. It's overbalance. It's... Balance is probably going to have a look anyway. Um, I have a question first. Sure. Um, if I turn on my aura sight focus, do any of the plants or the crystals or anything give off an aura? You're asking me if a plant has an aura. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's I'm a vegan out there. Tap, <laughs> you're trying to tap into the Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have an argument I want to make. Uh, to, you know, I love arguments. Go for it. So plants are a living thing, but they're not living as in sentient beings like we are. But they are still alive. And it has been proven that plants do actually have emotions as far as I understand it. They can feel distress and things of such. I'm trying to see if Balance cannot look for any emotion from the plants. He wants to see where there's life, though. Because if there's life, there's an aura. See, the aura would come <laughs> from sentience because they have a mind. That's what you're picking up with your psychic stuff because it's all to do with the mind. I feel I would be setting a dangerous precedent if I said yes. So I'm going to say yes. <laughs> you can have advantage. I will not abuse anything of that sort. Thank you. I trust you. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to roll an insight with advantage then. <laughs> Inciting plants. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I should have tried to argue investigation anyways. But No, you're going for insight, my man. That's, uh, that's what we're going with. It's just too funny. Come on, I really want this to work. Please. I'm not looking. That's a 20. <laughs> Thank fuck for that. Um, as you're looking around and you see all of these plants are dead, you're getting nothing. You're getting nothing off of this rock. You're getting something off of the giant tree in front of you. In fact, you're getting... Actually, you're getting... You're getting two very distinct auras off of the tree. But we'll get to that in a moment. Right. As you look around, just under where Squash is standing, maybe half a foot behind him, you see the very faintest glow of something. It's no it's no emotion that you recognize. It's no sentience that you recognize, but there is something. Balance is going to very slowly walk over and conjure up a mystic hand mm -hmm. and just have it go down and gently pull it up. Um, as you use Mystic Hand to do this, you basically have that small tug moment. And you see this this kind of like blue petaled flower long in the stem rise up and you see as you bring it closer to you, the red veins are unbroken. The petals themselves seem to be miraculously unharmed. 
you have a single flower of the tear of Cerberus. I'm going to have the mystic hand kind of hold it open palm in front of Squash, not saying anything. Squash is just staring at it. He thinks it's dead. It's he- very obviously alive. There is there's no way to mistake a dead flower, which you see all around you, with the life flower presented in front of you. There is no way to mistake this. He slowly reaches out and like puts his open palms underneath it and lifts it out of the mystic hand, just kind of staring at it. Balance walks by, puts a hand on Squash's shoulder, gives him a slight squeeze, and then walks towards the tree. Squash slowly turns, just looking at him. Doesn't say anything. Okay. What are you guys doing now? Can I look at some of these crystal pieces? Of course. Take an investigation check or a perception. Um... Perception. Go for it. Eleven. <laughs> they are. They look like they should be pieces to a jigsaw. They are fractured and broken. You can see that some of them would slot together, but you just can't make heads or tails of what they would be. Hmm. They seem to be pretty inert. Sultana, not heard from you for a while. What are you up to? Uh, she's just sitting there, hanging out. Honestly. There's not really much I feel like she can do right now. <laughs> there is a live tree with something in it. Oh, yes, sorry. The aura's on the, on the tree and, and uh, the thing. Um, the tree itself has an aura. It's the same kind of like planty, not really an aura aura that I'm letting you ride in this one particular instance. Thank uh, you. As you look at this tree and look up, you can see a whole haze of, of something. Um, it's beyond like looking at it almost hurts. Um, it's maybe a little bit beyond what you're supposed to be able to see. But you can see it at the top of this tree. And as you kind of like begin to knock out your aura sight to see what's actually there, you can see at the very top of this tree on a very thin branch that there is about eight feet out from the trunk. Um, there is a little bundle of vines and, and branches that seem to be holding something within it, um, something that's giving off a very, very faint purplish glow. Seems to be perhaps circular in nature. Sorry, spherical in nature. Uh, I'm going to use Mystic Hand to clear it away and grab the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you click in uh, Mage Hand, Mystic Hand, whatever that is that you're faffing with? Sure. You can use your action, manipulate or move one object within 30 feet. Can't weigh more than 10 pounds, which is the one caveat with that. Also, the 30-foot issue. It's... Uh, just going to say just out of the range. Unless you want to start climbing. Oh, it's like super high up. Oh. Yes. Uh, you know what? Balance will turn around. Zoltana, can you um help me out for a moment? Yeah, what I kinda you need? need, a, I, need I need a boost. T- she looks at you. And then she looks at herself. And she goes. <laughs> Balance just you- points at the wolf. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Karuna makes a lot more sense because I was going to say, I'm, um, I don't know that I'm qualified to give you any kind of a lift. <laughs> I just facepalmed. For those playing the audio game, Arch literally just facepalmed. <laughs> I, did, I did it as much as I could for the audio sound so Neil could edit it in. <laughs> I heard it. I heard the very loud clap 
on the forehead. I'm pretty good at climbing. Uh, I off. I'm. I turn to Karuna and I'm like, "Is it okay if uh, we give uh, Balance there a lift?" You see, uh, Karuna. Oh man, Karuna's not an idiot. You see, Karuna look between the four of you, and you just hear a kind of like this very low growl. And she basically begins to pad over and stand, uh, sorry, pad over and just sit in front of Rao. Well, I think Karina would be better uh, suited to having you do it then. Okay, I can climb. I'm going to go climb the tree. (laughs) All right. As you step forward, make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. 16. Excellent. One of these branches slashes out towards you, but you kind of just duck a little bit as it does so. And all the branches seem to just be alive now that you're closer to it. Now you're going to attempt to climb it. It's just not going to be an easy climb. They are going to, they're going to keep trying to go at you, but they're no longer be able to do damage because you're close enough to avoid that. Okay. Take, uh, I believe, acrobatics, unless you want to argue something else. Acrobatics would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I will allow this. <laughs> it's an 11. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> what was that on the die? Four. Great. Oh, wow. Um, you <laughs> you begin to climb. Um, the branches beneath you keep like twisting and like bending around trying to hit at you, but they're not like, they can't get to the point where they're actually smacking at you. You're so close to the trunk. And as you reach up to grab a branch, you really need to have a bit of a jump. You jump. And you fall. And you will take 1d6 of falling damage. That was a 1. Okay. (laughs) Apparently falling damage hates me in this game. I think that's the same you rolled for Squask when you did that. (laughs) Yes, you rolled your damage that time and you rolled 1s and 2s. You will need to attempt this again if you would like to go up. Yeah, Rob brushes off the dirt. He's uh, kind of... You can kind of tell it's cussing under his breath, but it's in Draconic. You can't really understand what he's saying. You've only ever heard it once in the vision. Um, And he's going to give it another go, just kind of continuously muttering under his breath in a language you don't understand. Um, 19. Much better. It takes you a while. The branches are writhing underneath you, but that one that you jump for... You get it. Now this that time. I You're know like, that they're moving this. around. <laughs> yeah, you take a bit more caution getting up. You get to the very top of this tree and you see that this this kind of like little, let's say like a little basket, for example, a little nest of these kind of like vines and, and branches are curled up around this sphere. The sphere is probably like the sand, like the, uh, the size of a fist, uh, a human fist. Um, and it appears to have this kind of like purplish glow. That's all you can really see from here. It does look like it's possibly made of glass, but you can't really see a whole lot because of the branches and the vines. Okay. If I think it's made of glass, then I'm going to be more careful than I was going to be before you said that it was glass. (laughs) And I'm going to make my way out there and get it without doing anything very crazy. Okay. I think I mentioned that this is a kind of a thin branch. Okay. I guess I'll do the dumb thing. I'm going to jump, propel myself basically out of the tree, grab it, and then acrobatics to land. 
And if I feel like I'm going to not land on my feet, I want to curl up to protect it. Okay. This is actually kind of perfect. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. Roll so a... Go ahead. Go ahead. This seems roll very a dick. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, roll a an acrobatics check for me. Uh, th- it's going to be kind of difficult because you are launching yourself off from the base about eight feet out to try and catch this thing and land either on a branch or the ground without hurting yourself. You're about 35, 40 feet in the area. It's, you're pretty fucking high. Can I catch him? Uh, we will deal with that in a minute. No, I'm very large. He's <laughs> a I dragonborn. Help. I help. Aw. Yeah, you're such a large boy. 24. You motherfucker. Is that good enough? That's uh, that's definitely good enough, but I'm sad because it means I can't activate the other thing I've wanted to do oh. in ages. <laughs> God damn it. You launch yourself off, you grab this kind of basket, you wrap yourself around it and then realise, hang on, there's a branch just below me. And just as you kind of hit that perfect level, you kind of just land solidly on this very thick branch, probably about 10 foot off the ground. Um, use your tail to kind of like help balance yourself. And then you can do how whatever you wish to get back up on the ground. At this point, Volley don't give a fuck anymore. It's kind of just like a happy little hop off of the branch down onto the ground. <laughs> Ten you, foot fall is not bad if you're doing it on purpose. And just paint some happy little trees in here. Uh, as you jump completely clear of the tree, because I'm not going to have it swipe at you again, even though that would make me laugh. As you jump <laughs> off and land solidly on the ground, you see all the leaves on the tree curl up into this kind of like brownish blackish colour and fall completely off the tree in just one whoosh. as this happens there is also a bright flash of light and you hear the sound of all the breathers in the area skittering and running away you hear them crying out in pain and then you become aware that there are torches just moments after this flash Torches begin to light up. They, as if like fires or torches or anything around in the air, just suddenly begin to light up. You hear the sounds of people breathing and moving, and you hear a hundred different voices making sounds, making conversation, most of which are small cries of terror they never got to finish. They are yelling out of market stall prices. They are the marshalling of weapons and the sound of stomping feet. And as this happens, you become aware that the city of Draeneth has become alive. <gasps> what do you guys want to do? You can now see everything pretty clearly. You can see that the majority of people here are either human or halfling, um, but you do notice there are gnomes wandering around. You do notice that there are even elves here, dwarves here, but you also notice, because you've seen them before, tieflings. There are even half-orcs here. There are other creatures, sentient races that you don't recognize. And they all seem to be wandering around. They are all carrying these small amulets, which seem to be circular with an eye engraved on it one way or another. And it's almost as if time has suddenly started again and everyone begins to move and walk around. For the briefest of moments, you have... Yeah, for the briefest of moments, you have some thoughts to yourselves. You can say something before the world interacts with you. What do you want to do? Um, um, um. <laughs> well, with that stunned silence. Uh, I, I have a thing. 
Uh-huh. I just wanted to make sure if, if anybody else had a thing. Mm-mm. All I want uh, is to go find the Asimar. <laughs> that's yeah, that's part of the plan. Um balancing his head just gonna go, um, Monarch? Yes. I I don't know what to do here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't exactly expect this to be happening. I don't these people have been frozen for thousands of years. How do you explain that they've been frozen for... What? I'm really lost right now. And I don't want to be arrested by gods from a thou- couple thousand years ago. I think perhaps nearly 5,000 years ago, if this really is where Sabras ascended. It looks like it. Squash has taken off his uh, cloak. He's wrapped the flower in it and he's putting it in his backpack. Raw very quickly puts his hood over his head. Yes, you do note there is not a single dragonborn here. Uh, Zoltana is going to go in the mind link she has with Cal. <laughs> I just thought, I just, Balance is talking to Marnax, so now I feel like I should be talking yeah, to Cal. That's fine. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a different kind of relationship. <laughs> Me and Cal are best friends. BFFs. What are you saying to your BFFs right now? Yo, Cal. What do you know about Asimar? They are the children of gods and mortals. That is all that I know. I have uh, never been particularly interested in them. I'm just wondering because I, I had a thought. And uh, the thought was, I wonder if they could do those kind of fucking weird, like, portal shit that the angel that we met that one time could do. Perhaps. I feel like we haven't talked in a while. How you doing? <laughs> Good Lord. We're all hides behind a tree. <laughs> the tree, specifically the one that just died. Uh, I need uh-huh. to make a stealth throw. Okay. 21. You have hidden behind a tree. Yay. Uh, there are people all around. <laughs> uh, so you can hide from some people. Uh, you kind of, at the moment, uh, people aren't really noticing you. Um, at least you don't think. You hear the sounds of, as all of you kind of like contemplate or chat with someone or hide or place the most precious relic you've ever had in your life into your bag um mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys hear the sound of kind of very small skirmishes here and there the sounds of weapons being drawn and, and plunged into flesh and you hear like screams and shouts but it comes quickly into order and it comes into order most appropriately everyone calms down and deals with the fact that they are suddenly alive they don't seem sorry suddenly unfrozen in time things are different you see a lot of them turning and looking at you as they were in the middle of turning for example to see what was this big blast wave all of their clothing are returned to normal as if you know the blast wave is over which it clearly is Um, and as they turn and look at you a lot of them begin to make their way over you don't really understand what it is that they're saying it sounds like common, but it's not right. The, the syntax, the lexicon is wrong. There are words that are definitely nothing you recognize. Um, 
And they have very strong accents, especially some of the tieflings, some of the other creatures that you don't recognise, those covered in fur, for example. And they all begin to crowd around this area, this kind of mushy ground area with three dead trees in it and four maybe heroes, people, crew, whatever, standing in the centre. And they're just standing and looking at you and talking to one another, but they don't seem to be approaching. Uh, Squash has the backpack in front of him and he's kind of hugging it jealously, trying to keep other people away from it. They don't seem to be approaching. They don't seem to be threatening. Um, I mean, no one's going to need an insight to tell that these are... They're curious. They want to approach, they want to talk, but they also seem, like, hesitant to do so. They don't seem threatening in at all. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. As you call this out across across the uh, the expanse of people who are beginning to congregate there, you see slightly up the hill because where you are is in a slight de- uh, depression, a slight dip in the area. You see the small boy that you saw earlier, brown robes, staff being held, and he seems to be very purposely walking towards you. And as he does, even without looking around, these people seem to pass, let him pass. You can see there are wings that have fully emerged from his shoulders now and they're just resting gently against his back and he walks towards you and he stands in front of you just at the edge of this clearing and he kind of like tilts his head and he says something possibly unintelligible it would take an intellect roll this is not going to go well for me Zoltana just straight intelligence check straight intelligence check Uh, not natural 20 14 10 what is that Oh my god, wow. how did I get a natural 20? For a total of 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's because uh, I'm not smart. That's, uh, it's beautiful. Also, it was a saving throw, not a check. But that's close I enough. swear um, to god, I, pressed, I literally pressed where it says so, intelligence, and it just gave me that. About it. We have two 20s in the group. Uh, those of you with a 10 and a 14, you can't quite make out what they're saying. Especially for Rao, this isn't definitely not a it's a language you've only recently kind of begun to understand let alone the history of it for the elf and the dwarf you pick up that this is definitely common but this is a very old common it's almost as if like modern day terms we were talking to someone a thousand years ago the words may be similar but they're not the same and what he's trying to ask you is who are you what are you doing here standing on the remains of my father and he's holding the staff pointed in the ground, looking at you. He doesn't look threatening, just curious. Uh, Balance is going to say in the mind link to the others, let me try to communicate. I think I can get my point across with telepathy. He points his staff at Squash, one who'd spoken before. And again, he says something almost unintelligible to you, but the other two you pick up. Who are you? <laughs> Squash is just shaking his head, holding the bag close to his body. Balance is going to turn to the uh, Asmar and using his telepathy, which does ascend languages. Uh-huh. Um, he's going to say, we are outsiders. We came here searching for an item of great importance. The world is not as it was 5,000 years ago. You've been frozen for a very long time. You see him stand a little taller, which is not a lot for an eight-year-old boy. 
And he back straightens up a little. He puts his staff back in the ground and he takes a step over the threshold. The others seem to look on curiously, but they don't really understand what's going on. And as he kind of tilts his head a little bit, he seems to be mumbling something quietly under his breath. You think he may be repeating the words that you are saying to him. And then out loud, he says, in very fluent, perfect common, my father is dead. Must be the end times he warned us about. Is that correct? Indeed. We are trying to stop it. I had hopes that there would be some of his relics remaining. And he looks at the trees, a little sadly. Well, I have to do as we've been asked. Which one of you is going to take control here? And he looks around up at all of you. He has a slight hesitation. Oh, he can't see Rao, he's hidden. He looks at the three of you. He looks up at balance, kind of almost eye-tie with Zoltana and looks down a little bit at Squash. And he tips his head and looks at him and he says, am I right in understanding you wanted to go home? Yes, I just want to leave. Huh. Are you not a hero? We're expecting three heroes. Maybe. You've got three heroes. And Squaws kind of eyes the tree Raul hid behind. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, what an arc. Oh. Perhaps you're the maybe. So? Which one of you is to take control here? I'm not sure that I understand what you mean. Well, my father said, warned us, prepared before he ascended, that someone would need to take control home since my sister has not returned, which will be one of you. And again, he looks at the three of you one after another. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, we have to save the world from the apocalypse. Uh, where'd your sister go? Not that it matters. It's been 5,000 years. My sister was traveling and she decided to spread the word of our father. He wasn't a god yet, but his teachings made sense to a lot of people. I don't know what happened to her, but since she's not been the one who returned, I can only assume she's dead. What is her name? Her name is Yelene. Oh. We've met her. She is still alive. You see him smile. Awesome. <laughs> Since he's been given away, Rawl has made his way back. From, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Made his way from behind the tree. The boy looks up at you, uh confused you see the others kind of like some of them take a step back but most of all they don't seem too confused or worried about you but he does look at you he says you're young aren't you somewhat I mean your race you weren't around when we were that would make sense we are not from here and there is none of us here Yeah. Even still. Hmm. 
I don't know how everyone would feel be being led by you. No offence. None taken. But your race is very young. It's not proven yet. I'm sorry. But the elves and the dwarves and the halflings. Hmm. Well, part of me wants to say uh, we should leave Squashy at a lead, but also then, you know, drug addicts don't make good leaders. So... Balance is going to stand up straight. Straighter than he's stood in a while. And he's going to say, I cannot promise that I would be able to hold leadership over you in such a way for long. I must be on the road. But I can certainly try to help you on the right path until your sister could return. I'm sorry, I think you might have... My grasp on this new form of common is... <laughs> it's difficult. Understood. It's been 5,000 years. A lot of the words have changed. But we are to fight in this war. It's what we were preparing for. We just need someone to tell us where to go. We can't stay here now. And he points at like everything around, everything covered in dust. And he says, this place used to be very beautiful. There were lots of trees and grass sustained by magics, but they've all long since gone. We cannot live here. Ah, you guys want a military leader. And she cracks her knuckles. Um, I'm your man. I'm your man or woman. Whichever you want to, I I don't care. I'm I'm Zoltana. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm good at war. Let's do this. Zoltana, when have you ever fought in a war? You don't know shit about me. You can't. That's why I just asked. The only thing you'll get if you leave here is war. Well, that, it that, seems like that's Rol what they want. That's what they points. want, Raul. <laughs> no, you idiots. Raul points at some of the. Uh, kind from Kino they're around there are clearly like um, there are clearly tieflings here and other races which you cannot identify because you haven't seen them if they are seen here there will be more trouble than there already is that is a fair point there what is your name I feel it's only proper I address you of course, my name is Rondi. R O N D R I. Sorry, without the R. Second R. Ron DMC, got it. Ron DMC, fuck mine. R O N D I. Rondi, there was a war. There was a war between Discora and Kino, and as a part of the peace negotiations, they essentially agreed that the races of both continents were to remain on their continents. If one were to set foot on the other, would bode ill for both sides. My father made me aware that this was happening, but he ascended before the treaty was ever signed. So I'm sad to hear that that is the case. Is there a... Are things still like that now? It's been... You say 5,000 years. It's on our list of things to try to fix. And Balance smiles. His cheeks kind of turn a little red. (laughs) 
he's an eight-year-old boy. He doesn't pick up on that. Um, <laughs> he looks he looks up at you and he says, um, we need someone to decide where we go, what we do here. The reason we were all here is we were willing to fight the new war that my father saw coming. Oh, oh, I know. Okay. Do you guys have magic? Could you disguise yourselves at all? A lot of us have magic, yes. Okay. So as if you can disguise the, you know, Kino races, why don't we send them to a... Fuck, what's Sammy's brother's name again? Damas. Thank you. No, no, no. Why? Because we literally have a barracks waiting for an, an army. Oh my God, you're right. Ooh, we do. That's Balance true. face palms again. <laughs> Listen. At himself or... <laughs> Good at fighting. Is that a question? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, the boy looks between you and says, Falsum. It's not a name I recognize. Do you have a map? Of course. One moment. And you hear him call off again in something similar to the common that you know. And a young fur-covered creature runs back with uh, big green eyes, kind of like a gingerish colour with a long tail and they stand next to um, stand next to the boy and in comparison the fairy creature is a lot taller than the boy but they seem to be treating them with deference and they hand over what looks like a very old and ancient map and the boy lays it on the ground in front of you Balance is going to look it over and try to figure out so he wants to see what the world looked like 5,000 years ago first of all because he's a fucking nerd okay <clears throat> I will update your map. Um, and then he is going to update their map. You guys and don't be like, have a map. Okay. <laughs> you guys don't huh? have a map. <laughs> no, his. The one that oh, he just... Oh, the boy's map. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So Balance is going to be like, all right, first of all, uh, this right here, no, 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 that's Be that's Bood Lake. That's my... Uh, that's on there. Well, never mind. Um, Falsum is right here, and he marks that off. Um, and then over here, there's Vanless and Chatfuck. Which are on Kusak. Which is um, on Don't go to Kusak, whatever you do. Uh, <laughs> this right here, though, Falsum right here. If you go there and go to the Witches Society that's there, uh, they can direct you. We have a very old temple that we've basically commandeered to become our base of operations as we attempt to save the world. Uh, fortunately, there is a very large dormitory for people to be sleeping in. There are... Uh, there's a small temple where you can walk in for worship, and there is also a smithing area. It, well, kind of an overall craftsman area. You see the boy look at it, and he looks at the tabaxi, and again they exchange a conversation. And the boy looks at you and switches back to standard common and says, there are tunnels that lead between all these different places. We'll take the one of those. Yes. Or the Earth dark. excuse me. I didn't realise you called it something different these days. <laughs> no, that, that, that was me uh, accidentally <laughs> resorting to Faerun. <sighs> Fuck Faerun. Um, the boy says, we can use the Earth dark tunnels to get there. That would work. You can avoid detection that way. You just need to be careful of the um, breathers, as I'm told that they're called. The breathers don't wander much from the the 
rifts. I think it's mostly the Dwergar and Swiftnipplin they need to worry the about. Rift. Yeah, where the breathers come. Oh. <laughs> There's some kind of a rift very close to your city. I think you guys. I think I heard you guys slay some of the creatures that have come through. We did. We expected there to be vermin. We said they came through a rift. Describe the rift. Uh, and he looks suddenly very, very concerned, as much concern as could be fitted on an eight-year-old child's face. Uh, Squash does his best to describe it. I don't know how. <laughs> there were many. There was like a miniature portal to Bellum, right? Yeah. Yes, but it was kind of flickering. Sometimes it was there. Sometimes it wasn't. It's was, uh, more like a heat haze kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a two-foot diameter, I believe. Uh, yeah, we describe it as that then. Yeah. yeah. They look uh, the tabaxi and because that's what he is. The tabaxi and the boy have a very swift conversation, and the tabaxi looks confused and concerned. And nods, and you see them go off and have a conversation with another small group of people. And the boy looks up at you and says, That's very disturbing. The gods know they shouldn't trespass on another god's place. Are you not aware of the effect that your father's passing had on this land? There is a worse portal in Chatwak. Oh, that one I am aware of, yes. A portal. But you said rift. That's something we were warned about. An avatar of a god or a god walking themselves near a place of another god, another holy area, cause rifts in the stability of the planes. All the gods know this. I don't know the gods. I don't know what they know or what they plan. I will have to consult with whatever gods have filled in the gap since my father has died. We will meet you in Falsum in this temple you speak of. Hey, uh, real quick question. Uh, Your sister, when we met her, opened a portal for us. Is there any way you could do that? Send us to Chatvak? You see him shake his head. That's not a power normally associated with Asma. Yeah, it was worth asking. Your sister is not exactly as you are. Um, what has happened is, to her? She was a changed, chained angel. We were able to free her and she said that there were things that she needed to do. The Celestials and Fiends are warring even now due to this apocalypse. Of and course. your sister is involved in all of it. Of course, I would expect nothing else. I mean, my sister died, became the angel. You understand it's a lot for me to deal with. I am sorry. I thank you. We shall meet you in Falsum in this temple. We will find a way to it. Is there anything else we need to know? When you get there, look for Demi. Tell her that you were sent by Balance, Zoltana, and Raljak. Of course. She'll understand the rest. She will be at this temple? Most likely. 
if not at the Witches' Society within the town. Just make sure none of the Kino folks go up into the town. Of course, I will make sure that someone older than myself goes to find her. I'll probably be smarter. Unless children in this new world are as more powerful in standing than they are in mine. Not so much, usually, no. Adorable, maybe, but usually not as keenly aware. Okay. Um, you should probably leave. We will pack up and we will meet you there when we can. Very well. Um, is there a faster way out of here? I'd rather not go back the way we came. <laughs> you you see him smile. You see him laugh a little bit. Um, and he, he points off uh, to the, the east of the city. Um, and you can see that there is what looks like a... What looks like kind of like carved into the rock uh, a door. Um, a pair of double doors which are very tall. Um, they can be seen even from where you are. And he says, They will allow you to leave. They must have closed shut when my father ascended. Very well. Balance holds out a hand to Rondi for a shake. Uh, the kid puts his hand in yours and gives it a good hearty shake. Hello everyone, Balance here, voiced by Arch. Thank you as always for listening, it's greatly appreciated. I have a few things I need to get through, so let me get through them as quickly as possible. Here goes. In case you missed it, we have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash tldpod, you can help support us as well as get some cool bonuses to go with it. We've got something special planned when we hit our $100 goal. We'll be doing a special side campaign set on the continent of Kino. There will be some of us who you already know, and some who have only been seen or heard sparingly. As always, make sure that you leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. They greatly help us out by getting our name out to more potentially new people to listen. As always, make sure that you check us out on Twitter if you are not already. Our Twitter handle is at TLDpod. You can find all of the other cast members on there as well, and see when new episodes are released, as well as other little tidbits that we will post from time to time. As a reminder, we have a special deal for our listeners from Skullsplitter Dice. For details on how you can get a free random metal die, look in the description of this episode. And last but not least, go check out our Discord server to chat with fellow fans as well as all of the cast of the show. The link to the Discord server can be found on our Twitter. We hope to see you there. Farewell. The Spock Network. Imagine what your idea can do. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, 
coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.